Despite it being easier than ever to access revenue from your own direct listenership, so many podcasters simply do not do that because, well, it appears difficult. And of course, it takes time to build that audience anyway. However, what about if you could sell your podcast as a membership and reap all of the benefits from that model. That's what I'm here to explain today. Selling your podcast as a membership. I'm your host, Mark Asquith. This is, of course, the Podcast Accelerator. Now, today I'm going to talk about premium access, the idea of selling a premium access to your listenership. And I want to sort of, I want to just say this up front before we get to all of that. You still have to build an audience, okay? So even though it's technically easier to make money from podcasting today than it's ever been, because the tech is just much simpler, people are more used to paying for subscriptions than they were 10 years ago, but you still need an audience. So this doesn't preclude marketing. It doesn't It doesn't replace audience growth, okay? So we are going to talk about podcasts as memberships. We're going to talk about how that technically works. We're going to talk about... So the content that you can sell. And now this is really specific. I, I talked a couple of episodes ago about the, the, the idea that you can accept recurring revenue from your listeners and they can pay you every month for something. And that something can be anything that you dictate. So it could be merchandise, it could be stickers, it could be, you know, whatever, whatever you decide, access to meetups, behind the scenes content, whatever, exclusive early access content. Today, I am only talking about content. Okay. So yeah, you can sell whatever you want. Okay. You can do, you could use something like captivate membership or tipping functionality, and you could sell any benefit that you want, anything that you can think of that you can fulfill. But today I'm talking about content only. Okay. So podcast memberships is content, which you can sell using captivate. You just activate the memberships uh, feature and you just off you go. We're going to talk about whether or not this approach takes any more work than you're already having to go through because, you know, podcasters like you and I were busy. We're going to talk about the risk of doing this. We're going to talk about ideas just to get you started. Remember, my goal here is to stimulate your thinking. Yeah, I'll give you the technicalities of it. I'll let you know how it works. But it's to stimulate your thinking. That's my goal here. So, okay, so it's just, just some ideas that you can use to get started with this if you're thinking, well, all right, I get it, but how do I do it and what should I start selling? So I'll give you some of those ideas. And a little bit around the benefits of doing this versus other types of monetization and and some of the ways to promote this as well. So it's going to be quite an in-depth episode, quite an interesting episode. But before I do that, look, I honestly, I practice what I preach. All right, I practice what I preach. So I do use Captivate's tipping functionality. If you want to say to me, Marco, bloody good content, mate. Here's a couple of quid, get yourself half a pint of beer Moretti from the wagon. I'll gratefully accept you can do that if you like this episode or if you like all of the stuff that I put out, you can just, you can throw us a couple of quid for a brew. Yeah. Why not? You can do that at mark.live slash support. And you can see how easy it is for your listeners to do the same. Like I said, mark.live slash support. So what is premium access? Okay. So memberships, you know, we're all members of something. We're, we're all subscribing to Netflix. We are a member of Netflix. If you subscribe to Captivate, you are a member of Captivate. If you subscribe to Disney Plus or whether you subscribe to like Grey's Boxes or, you know, any of those kind of loot crate boxes or anything that is essentially a subscription, we are a member of the most typical thing that we, we might think of or 
huh, actually probably not from my perspective, but you know, you are a member of a gym because you pay 25 quid a month. Yeah. So that's it. So you, we become members of things and we're used to that now. We are. Okay. We're used to that. The way that premium access works is that we, we live in what, what we, we like to term something called the creator economy right now. So that, that is where creators don't just create content because they get paid a salary to do so. So think of people like, um, Siegel and Shuster or Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, you know, the old comic book beauties, the people that created all of our favorite comic book heroes. They were, they were paid by Marvel and or DC back in the day to create Superman, Spider-Man, the Avengers, Fantastic Four, the Justice League, Batman, Robin, and so on. And what happened is they got paid for those creations as part of their salary and anything that they created within the job, the rights went over to the people that employed them. So Marvel, uh, Siegel and Shuster created Superman in 1930, well, actually before 1938, but we saw him first in 1938. And they belonged, the characters belonged, and the concepts thereof belonged to Marvel and to DC, respectively. These days, the creator economy allows us as creators to not just create content that is part of our job, that someone else owns, and not just to create content that is marketing. So, you know, you think about like a blogger, they'll often create content, not because they want to sell the content, but because that content gets them rankings within Google, which means in turn, they can sell affiliate things. And that's the usual online entrepreneur stuff. It's a cool business model, whatever. It's not for me. I think it's, I, I just find it boring. I like building things, but it works. It does work. All right. And it's a good model if that's the thing that floats your boat. Okay. However, the creator economy these days in 2023 and beyond, what this, what this is, 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 is the idea that I can create something and then people can, t- can take access to it by paying me. Okay. That's not to say that I sell everything. It's just to say that I can sell something. So a podcast is a really interesting example of this. Okay. I can, if I want, create a public RSS feed which is what this is. The Podcast Accelerator is a public podcast. Anyone can listen to it on any platform that they get their podcast from. And what I could do as a creator is I could give some of that content away in return for revenue. So I could say, look, here's the Podcast Accelerator, a 30-minute episode on explaining selling your podcast as a membership. However, if you pay me three or five or 10 bucks a month, I will also give you access to 10 more ideas in another 10 minute episode, or I will give you this episode that everyone can get and they can get it on a Thursday, but I will give you it on the Monday. I'll give you it three days, four days early if you just pay me. Okay. So creator economy means that we have control. And I think this is the overriding factor. Okay. Now, 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 what I want to just really stress with this is that this is for me about control, okay? If you think a few years ago, podcast monetization was very, very much a two or three dimensional beast. It was sell sponsorships if you've got the money and you've got the audience. If you haven't, use your podcast to build like a business. So, you know, I might be able to sell my courses or my books or whatever. And the podcast becomes marketing. It's not, it's not the product. That was that was the way that people monetize podcasts. There's nothing wrong with that. People still do that. And 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 I believe 
that diversity is key. Okay. So I'm not saying don't do these things in my opinion. And this is why Captivate continues to build a range of monetization tools. I don't believe that you, the podcaster or me, the podcaster should put our eggs in one basket. I know people that have built amazing podcasting businesses that have, have created content and built networks in super niche markets, earn six figures every single year from sponsorships. But actually, they sort of brick it a little bit every time it comes around to renewal because that sponsor might not renew. And so the rug potentially gets pulled out from underneath them. And the fact they've got to deliver more value, they've got to stack, you know, well, if I'm maybe pitching for a renewal, I'll be saying, well, I'll give you an email blast, email blast. Remember that? It sounds so 90s. I'll give you an email blast to people on my list. I'll put your logo on my website and I'll give you some tweets and whatever. I'll give you a pre-roll and a mid-roll, whatever. That's cool. All right. But for me, memberships and listener support. So, you know, earlier I said to you, look, if you, if you want to buy me a beer, go ahead and do that at mark.live slash support. That's called listener support and memberships and tipping and, 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 and any kind of any kind of revenue model where a listener will pay you for something is, is is loosely termed under the banner listener support, where tips is a one-off thing that we talked about on one of the last episodes, and memberships are recurring things. Okay, so the tips are a great way to get people involved and to, to sort of say, look, I don't want, don't pay me five quid a month, just you know, just buy me, just buy me a beer like you would if we were at an event or you know whatever. So. It becomes more of a diversification option for you when you start accepting listener support, because then if your sponsorship goes away, you have the opportunity to continue with your listener support. Your listeners are still giving you recurring revenue and you can build businesses on this. I know so many people that do that. You've got Aaron Mankey uh, from Law and the Grim and Mile Network. We've got people like Jonathan Oakes, uh, who runs a Trivial Warfare uh, and the associated network that he's created. And they make good revenue from these kind of things. So many people do. And you can do the same because here's the thing. Control of your diversity and monetization is key. No eggs in baskets. Make money from different revenue streams through your podcast and they all add up. But the really nifty thing with memberships is that you can do that from day one. You can say to people on day one, I've got premium content or I've got early access content. I'll talk about the two types of content um, the two, di- well, the two different types of accessing the content, and then we'll talk about the ideas around what content to create later. But you could say from day one, right, for three bucks a month, from day one, from launching my podcast, I am going to give people who pay me that three pounds or three bucks a month access to my episodes a week early, two days early, a day, early, whatever, you know, whatever that, 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 what we call the window is. So the window in the early access window, whatever that is, or I can give them access to extra content. So I, I used to do this, but I did it for free um, back in the day. I've, I've, I've never I've never sought to make my living from promoting and creating this podcast. I do it with other podcasts that I've got. I make money from those. But my job is building Captivate, all right? So I've always been fortunate enough to be able to experiment with things and, and, and not not need to pay the mortgage with them. So I've been, I've been fortunate enough to be able to, to, to experiment a lot. And, it, you know, this is what gives me the ability to give you this knowledge. So I, I think I probably did this nine years ago. What I used to do is I used to interview people. Um, so say I would interview someone like Don Gent, who was my old business partner. What I would do is I'd do a 50, 60 minute episode with Don, and then we'd have 10 more minutes at the end. And I'd maybe record a little Q and A with him, or 
I would record 10 minutes after the interview. Well, I'm still set up. You know, Don's gone, he's off. And I, I, I sit there and still record another 10 minutes, which are my reflections on that interview. And what I used to do is I'd put the interview out on a Tuesday and then I'd put uh, reflections. I think, I can't remember what I called it. It was something to do. It was something reflections. I can't remember what it was. Takeaways and reflections, something like that where I, I recapped the interview and I just gave my takeaways, you know, the things that I learned from that as a real nice little summary. 10 minutes on a Thursday, which, you know, was two days after the original the original interview went out. Now, th- theoretically, I could sell that. I could have sold that extra 10 minutes and said, right, everyone else gets the public content, but anyone that pays me two, three, four, five, ten 10 quid a month, whatever, will get this extra stuff. All right, so there's two, we'll, we'll go into more of that in a bit. But what this does is it illustrates what this premium access is, okay? It's giving people that are your fans, your super fans that are willing to give you a little bit of money every month, giving them access to something special. And that's what I want you to keep in mind with this. We are trying to make sure that our audience knows that they are special to us. Not that they think they're special, but that they know that they are special to us. So we give them premium access to something that is just for them. And the way that this technically works is, again, this is purely about content. Within somewhere like a Captivate, what you would do is you would upload your ordinary episode, that's all cool, and you'd publish that as normal, all right? Early access and exclusive content, which we'll, we'll, again, we'll, 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 we'll define the differences between those in a second. But if I wanted to release an early access or an exclusive episode, all I would do is I'd upload the audio for that, just like I would a normal podcast episode within Captivate. And then instead of hitting publish, I'd just say, oh, this is early access and give them access to this two days earlier and then publish it publicly out elsewhere to the public. Or I would tick a box that says, this is exclusive. Don't put it publicly, just send it to my members. And what happens is each one of your members gets their own RSS feed. So if you think of uh, like Apple, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Global Player, they all use your public RSS feed. So everyone listening to this right now is accessing this through my public RSS feed. That's cool. That works. To give premium access, whether that's to you know early access or exclusive content, each person gets their own unique RSS feed. And what they do is they take that RSS feed. It will get emailed to them when people, when they sign up automatically, all good. You just, you know, as soon as they're paid, you don't have to do anything. Captivate deals with it. Send out an email with their RSS feed. They pop that into Apple Podcasts or their podcast app of choice, and it acts like a normal podcast. We will tell you if we think someone is abusing that. So for example, if I give that RSS feed to my mum and we both share one, but we only pay once, Captivate will flag that so you don't have to worry about fraud. And that is how it works. Okay? That is how it works. The two types of content that you can sell, so you understand the technicalities of it, you understand what premium access is, the two types of content that are easy to sell are what we call early access, or you might hear it called windowing, or exclusive content. And that exclusive content, will again, we'll get into a little, in a little bit more depth later. Let's think about early access then. So ordinarily, my podcast here comes out on Thursday at midday, UK time. And I record this usually on Mondays, usually on Mondays. You know, I do a lot of planning on the episodes throughout the week. And then Monday, I give it a record. 
I could give you early access or I could window what they call window the content if you paid me. I could window it by two days, which would give you early access two days earlier. So it would release to the public on Thursday at midday. And I could I could sell access to this two days early and say, right, you get all of my episodes before anyone else. Early access and or that's called windowing. I will set a, a release window for my early access just for my premium access members. Now you see this with big shows. So the news agents, for example, it's one of the biggest shows in the UK, one of the biggest news shows in the world. And what they do with with um, with the news agents USA. So this is part of Global. So Captivate is part of Global. And what we do here at Global, and we do this via Captivate, is that the news agents USA is windowed 24 hours within Global Player only. So you can listen to any episode of the News Agents USA on any podcast app that you so wish. However, if you're a super fan, which so many people are, you can get it 24 hours early if you listen on Global Player. So that's called early access windowing. And you can do this. It's not reserved for the big people. You can do this. The other type of content is exclusive content. And I'm going to give you some ideas on this a little bit later. So exclusive content, which is not available publicly. This is only for your members, only for your members and some ideas just to, just to get your thinking stimulated a little bit more, just some ideas that you can think about now that won't take that much more time. So low, low time risk, Low risk overall, low time input, but big output. Here are some ideas that you can use when it comes to exclusive content. First and foremost, what you'll hear very prevalently within the podcasting industry is that if you pay, for example, for Wondery shows, so if you listen to Business Wars or whatever, you will get ad-free content if you pay them, and it will, it will just simply not have any ads in it whatsoever. No ads. It might have cross promos for other podcasts, but they don't count that as advertising. What it might do is, if you listen to it publicly, it might have like dynamically inserted content. So you hear an ad for whatever. Might have baked in advertisements, which, you know, are direct sell sponsorships that Wondery have done deals with uh, brands on to, to, to insert host read content for their brands within their audio. If you pay them, you probably get it early, but actually, the bonus is that it's ad-free, so there are no ads. And we're used to this, aren't we? You know, people, are consumers are used to this. We're used to it with Netflix. There's talk of Netflix opening up a much cheaper tier, maybe even a free tier. But you get adverts like normal broadcast media. Spotify, if you don't pay for Spotify Premium, you get adverts between songs. YouTube, if you don't pay for YouTube, you get YouTube adverts. So podcasting, you can do this. You know, you can give exclusive content that is ad-free. And you could do this using Captivate's Amy functionality. You can also do other things. So like I said, low risk, low time stuff. So like I said earlier, extra 10 minute content. So what I could do is let's say that I interview Ariel Nissenblatt about community in podcast. And I could say, right, Ariel, we're going to do a fantastic, fantastic episode. It's going to be 45 minutes long. Let's get to it. What a fantastic episode. But what I could do is I could say, oh, actually, while I have you, here are some listener generated questions or here are some questions from my community can we answer those and we'll record that as well and make a separate podcast out of it that's 10 minutes long and I'll just give that to my members. And what I would do then throughout the interview, I would say, hey, this fantastic interview with Ariel is free. You can enjoy this and it will absolutely help you. However, if you want more, including 
this question answered, this question answered, and this question answered, you can subscribe at mark.live slash support and you can go through and get this exclusive 15-minute Q&A follow-up with Ariel. Okay, so you can, and that doesn't really take that much more time because you're recording anyway. You're keeping it to 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, sure. You've got to just make sure it's all the right volume and make sure the editing's all right on it. But you're already doing that anyway, so that's cool. And it's no real extra work to publish it. It's like, what, two minutes, if that. So that's real low risk, low time input content, but that can be really high output when it comes to the impact it has on your business. You know, you can make money by selling this extra content. You can also do things like bonus episodes. Uh, so a great example of this would be, um, let's say, so like with our Star Wars podcast, Spark of Rebellion, we could very easily say we are going to do bonus episodes that are deep dive episodes into one specific thing from Star Wars. So Spark of Rebellion is a regular news show. What we could do is recap the news on the public feed, which is what we do, and it's, it's intended to keep busy Star Wars fans abreast of all the things going on in, in, in Star Wars. What we could do is say, right, for for members only, we're going to look at this news story and do a 15, 20-minute deep dive on it. Or, or we're going to preview some of the stories coming up next week and give our initial thoughts on them. Or I could dive into one aspect of Star Wars lore. I could say, here is actually a deep dive into the Veneti-class Star Destroyer for all the geeks like me. And again, 15 minutes content, but it's bonus episodes. Now, windowing, granted, is the is the, the, the easiest option. So giving early access is the easiest option because I'm recording this episode as is. Just marking it as early release to people is, is like a three-second job. That is the easiest way to sell content. However, I think you've got to know your audience a little bit. You know, will your or does your well, does your audience value you enough to want to pay to get something two days early, three days early, uh, you know, a week early? Do they value you enough? Are you a big enough star to them to warrant them paying a few bucks a month? Often they do, often they don't. So I would urge you to think about actually what is the right combination here? Because what I could do again using Captivate, we, we support this. I could say on this £10 a month tier, which might be my highest tier, give you give me £10 a month and I'll not only give you early access to all of the public episodes, but I will also give you extra exclusive 10-minute episodes that no one else gets. So you can combine these as well and that will all go down one RSS feed to them that is private. Okay, so you, you can get really funky with this one. You can get quite interesting with this one. And I, I urge you just to have a look at some ideas. What do other people do? What are some of your favorite podcasts doing when it comes to selling content? When it comes to, I suppose, the promotion of this, like how do you tell people about this? You've got to be over the top, all right? You can never, in my view, you can never promote something too much. You know, only when, being completely honest, the the point that someone tells you you're marketing too much like never happens. If people are sick of getting emails from you or whatever, you're probably just about sending the right amount because if you've got 10,000 people on your email list or a thousand or a hundred, if 1% of those reply and say you're sending too many emails, 99% aren't, you know? So there's, there's a, a fine line. I think you can, I don't think you can ever promote something enough. And the way to do this, obviously, yes, social, yes, market it, with everything that you market. But the easiest way to do this is do it within your existing episodes. You know, like I did earlier, 
I, I'll always, well, I generally bit, would do what's called a baking advert. So I, earlier on, I was like, buy me a beer. That's cool. Mark.life slash support, chuck me a quid. And I always have a bit of a laugh with it. And that's called baked in, all right? So that's I've recorded this within the episode. It's not dynamically inserted. Or I could record one advert that look, that sounds beautiful and, and that, 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 that is, is well produced and well scripted, 15 seconds. And I could use Captivate to dynamically insert that at the beginning or in the middle and at the end or wherever. I could do it beginning, middle and end if I wanted to. I could use Captivate's Amy tool to dynamically insert that so people get used to it. And it could even just be five minutes. You know, I could record something that that is, well, shall we do it actually? Shall we do it? I could record something that is like this. Hey, if you like the podcast Accelerator, remember you can buy me a beer in just 30 seconds at mark.live slash support. And now, onto this episode. So I could do that. I just recorded that live using the roadcaster, just slid the, uh, well, press the, I just pressed the music and, and slid the fader up to get that in. Um, but you could record something like that and then you could dynamically insert it at the beginning. What was that? Seven seconds? It was barely anything. So I think you can be more confident with the marketing of, of, of selling your podcast and a membership than you think, like be more confident than you think, because no one promotes anything enough. I know that sounds odd, but they really don't. You know, people don't people don't promote things enough because they're a bit nervous about coming across as sales. You don't, you won't. I promise you are. Right. Especially in this creator economy. Um, I think consumers are very much, especially people that love you, like your fans, well, they know that you're putting time and love and effort into what you're doing. All right? So they don't mind hearing how they can help you because you're doing this for free for them. People know that. I don't think the average listener to an independent podcast is annoyed by the creator saying, Hey, look, you know, you, there's other stuff here that you might enjoy from me. I don't think, I don't think they ever get annoyed by that. Why would they? They're here for you. It's different with big media because, you know, we get a bit funny when I hear adverts for this company that is completely unrelated to this podcast. I get that people get frustrated with that, but that's not you. Okay. That's not you. So I promote this stuff. Heck of a lot. Now, whilst podcast memberships, you know, they are fantastic. I think they're the way to go. I think um, if this economy had existed 10 years ago, you know, I, I think more people would be using it, but it's still a relatively new technology. And it does come with a few little risks. All right. Does it take any more work? Well, it depends how you design it. Like early access window in just giving people access to the content you already produce, but doing it early. Nah, that doesn't, that doesn't take any more work. Does it take more work to promote your membership within your podcast? Well, yeah. And maybe I've got to record an advert or I've got to get used to saying, buy me a beer at mark.live slash support. But again, that's not that much. However, there are risks. All right. I'm not going to lie to you. This is my job is to be straight with you. The risks are that you take on too much. So I, I've seen this and I've actually done this before with the Star Wars podcast. We had a lot of different tiers on that one. And uh, frankly, we found it hard to fulfill. We were saying we'll do exclusive content and we just couldn't find the time. Busy working. I just had a kid. You know, I couldn't, I just couldn't find an extra 20 minutes. I just simply couldn't. I was struggling enough to record a weekly episode of Spark a Rebellion. And, 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 you know, I mean, I took an, I took a year off this podcast, the podcast accelerator, um, because I, I, I just, I just simply didn't have the bandwidth mentally to do it. So you have to be careful with that. Don't over promise and not be able to deliver. And remember it's always easier to introduce more tiers than it is to remove them. So if you say, right, I've got three membership tiers on launch, you can pay me three bucks a month and I'll send you a sticker 
and I'll give you a shout out on every episode. You can give me seven bucks a month. You get the same as the three bucks a month tier, but I'll also give you early access content. And there's a 10 bucks a month tier, which gets you everything on the previous tiers, but also access to exclusive episodes that are just for you. That's great, but you've got to be able to do it. All right. It's better to say, well, we've got one tier, which is five bucks a month, and you'll get a sticker, a shout out and early access. And then later, add the 10 bucks a month. It's much easier than removing tiers. Number one, from a brand perspective, you don't want your brand to be, oh, these guys can't fulfill. So I don't trust giving them money. But also from a a testing perspective, you know, a lot of people have got the propensity in podcasting to dive into something. You know, they're they're just on a whim. They're going to change their format because someone said, oh, you know, I prefer it if you did this. That's one listener. Um, But podcasters, we're so worried about extra growth and we're so worried about um, how we access revenue that will make a change because we think it's a silver bullet and there are no silver bullets. So we don't want to, we don't want to rush in too much without testing anything. So just having one tier, we've got two on Spark of Rebellion. So if you go to sparkofrebellion.com slash support, we've got two, they're the same tiers, but one's the light side and one's the dark side. And they're just, they're the same benefits and they're the same money just the same tier, but it's like, you know, you choose your affiliation. I'm a good guy or I'm a bad guy. So think about that. To wrap this up, I, I, I just want you to, I want to stress this to you and I want you to remember this. All right. Listener support, whether you take one-off tips like I do at mark.live slash support or whether you sell memberships and you can do all that through your hosting company, Captivate, whichever of those things that you do, that's all listener support. You control it. No one can tell you what to do. No one can take it away from you. And you can decide how and when you fulfill it. It is the most accessible and powerful monetization option for your podcast that is available because you can do it instantly today and you can do it from day one of any podcast. And it just gives you the opportunity to diversify your monetization efforts via your podcast without having to chase massive download numbers just to get 30 bucks sponsorship. All right. So think about it. If you want more information, either let me know on Twitter at Mr. Asquith or go to Captivate.fm and just hover over the features section. You're going to see a lot of information there about what memberships are and so on. Plus, we've got a lot of blog posts on it and there's some overviews on YouTube as well. Let me know if you do implement this. I'm very, very interested in what people are doing when it comes to uh, diversifying that monetization. And I'm I'm very interested in seeing smaller podcasters cover their hosting costs and start to cover other costs in their life through the thing that they love, their podcast. All right. So until next time, thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure to be able to do this. I'm blessed to be able to call this a job. Enjoy yourself. Keep on sharing your voice because it matters to everyone that listens to what you do. Keep doing what you do. Much love. And I'll see you on the next round.